What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. So I don't want to tell this story. So you're going to tell it. But this is Nicola and Henry and that's Sharon. And God has done a miracle for them. Amen. And, and I know that the Lord is faithful, so they're going to share a bit because we really felt that, that God wants to build faith. God wants to do something in, in the hearts of people. And whatever situation you're in, that God is the God of the impossible. That God can do whatever you think and abundantly above what you still can think. Amen. So, so we're going to give them a while to share. And then I'm going to go into the word and, and I know it's going to tie into that. And then you're going to be blessed and we're going to, we're going to pray and we're going to minister after this. Amen. Great. Are you ready? Re- relax. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. That's the anointing that brings tears. That's the thought of everything that we've been through. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Sure. So I just want to th- say thank you very much to our great pastors for giving us the opportunity to share this and giving us patience to get to where we are now to be able to share it because you wanted it earlier, but we wanted to finish. So, and I also want to thank God for carrying us through this and um, I just give all glory to God for what he's done in our lives. And I just want to start with a scripture, Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen. It's a story. So, Henry and I um, both, let me start with our marriage. Henry and I both had trouble with relationships. We couldn't find the right person. And we both said to God, please, Lord, you bring the person for us. We cannot, we don't know who, we're tired of this heartbreak, you bring the person and we will accept whoever you bring. So Henry was at a church in down Linwood Road and I joined the church and um, on New Year's Eve 2013, God spoke to my heart and he said, look forward and I looked forward and there was a guy with his hands up and he said to my heart, that is your husband and when he turned around it was Henry. And Henry, on the same night, said to God, God, you gave me a promise. Tonight, I'm going to meet her. And that was the night that we met. And July of 2014, seven months later, we were married. Do you need a tissue? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So it's just testimony that um, if you are battling with something, you don't know what to do, especially with a life partner, Trust God and he will bring the right person for you because we needed each other to get through what we went through. So we were married in 2014 and I fasted the year thereafter and um, God revealed to me that we were going to have three children and he gave the names of the three children, Benjamin, Daniel and Sharon. (sighs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. And he put the love for those children in my heart. And, sorry guys. I've never felt something like that in my life. 
I've never felt that much love poured out. And I said to God, how am I going to love Henry? How am I going to love you if you're giving me this much love? <laughs> so yeah, that was 2015. Then 2016, we found out that we were pregnant. And we said, thank you, God. This is amazing. We, this is happening, our first baby. So we went to the doctor. And he did the sonar and he checked, and unfortunately, there was no heartbeat. And I refused to accept it, and Henry refused to accept it, and we went to church and we said, pray for us, please, we need a miracle, we need the heartbeat to come, we need the baby to be okay, and it just didn't happen. So at 12 weeks, we went in, and we had what they call an evacuation, which is where they just remove the baby from the womb. So that was 2016, and it was really tough because people shared our good news all over Facebook, and we had to deal with that, and we had to deal with heartbreak of, of losing a baby. And we got through it, and, you know, it was rough, and we stood on God, and we had our friends, and we, we carried on as best we could. So then time went on, and um, we stuck with the same doctor, and in 2018, we fell pregnant again. And... Um, this time we were a little bit less brave, so we held it back a bit, and only after 12 weeks when we confirmed that there was a heartbeat, did we tell everybody, yeah, we're pregnant. And we had a little, uh, his parents, his mom and dad, and my parents um, came, and we just shared the news, and they were ecstatic and very happy, and we carried on, and things were going well. And then around 18 or 19 weeks, um, I woke up at night and I had a very sharp pain and I thought, what on earth is going on? So I thought, okay, let me go lay down. I went and lay down. And then I woke up at around one or two o'clock and I realized, no, something is not right. So we rushed to the hospital. They booked me in for three weeks. I laid in bed. I couldn't get up, couldn't go to the bathroom, couldn't do anything for myself, had to lay because if I stood up, the baby would have been born. So we waited and we prayed and Henry came and we had people stand with us and I felt the little baby move in my stomach. I could see his little foot kick. And uh, at three weeks, we had to give birth. And we gave birth and I heard him cry and then we had to watch him die. So that was Benjamin. <laughs> we were all, we were finished. Um, I was angry. I was not angry at God, but angry at the devil, um, because I knew this was him. It wasn't God. God is good. He gave us this, this plan. We're living in a fallen world. We have a part to play, and, and this is not God. So, yeah, time went by. Uh, we had to heal. Um, I then prayed, Lord, please, I need another doctor, because this guy we were at, was, yeah, he was cold. <laughs> he had no people skills, he wasn't user-friendly, so <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I won't give you his name. Um, <laughs> I want to, but I won't. <laughs> anyway, so I prayed, and I was sitting at my laptop, and um, I heard her name, and I said, what is the chance that this doctor would be at the hospital two kilometers from us and specialize in obstetrics and sorry and gynecology so I thought okay let me try so I, I had a look and trust God there she was the name and she did what we needed her to do and two kilometers up the road so there's God God I need a new doctor there she is so we went to go and see her 
And um, we told her the story and she was very sympathetic and she said, yeah, I can't believe it, I'm so sorry that happened. Um, if you get pregnant again, come, I will walk this journey with you and um, we, will, we, will, we will monitor what I think it is to make sure it doesn't happen again. So we, we went home and we were more relaxed that we had somebody and we carried on going. And then, um, in, that was 2019, and then in 2020, around about there, we, we found out we were pregnant again. This time we told, told nobody, nobody. We kept it quiet. Um, after 12 weeks, we brought in close friends, one of them sitting here, Vanessa in the, in the audience, and they walked with us. And um, we, we went to the doctor as well, the same doctor. And um, it was around about 18 weeks that I went for a checkup. And um, I said to her, listen, I, per I perceive. Like, I didn't say I perceive because she doesn't understand that talk. But I said to her, I think we must check. Just check to make sure everything's fine so we don't go down the same you know, road. And she checked and she said, no, 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 everything is fine. You can be calm, you can relax. And I was, and we went back home and Henry went to work and I carried on and then again, the same thing happened. I sat on the couch in the lounge and I just thought, Lord, what is going on? I can't go through this again. And I remember until today that song, The Blessing, was singing on the radio. And I thought, you, you said you're going to bless us. You're going to bless our children. We're not supposed to be barren. Well, we're not barren, but we're not supposed to go through this. So I phoned her. We went back to the doctor and she said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go into hospital again for three weeks, you're gonna to have to, at least, to try and get to the age where the baby can be born and he'll live. So back in the hospital, three weeks, not standing <laughs> or being able to do anything for yourself, which is humiliating, by the way. You can't go to the bathroom, so people have to help you. And you have to learn how to walk again after three weeks because your legs have become very weak. And <clears throat> unfortunately, again, gave birth, to a baby boy, a beautiful baby boy, healthy. We saw him kicking in the stomach and heard his cry and same story, he passed away. So yeah, you can imagine we're flat. We're raw, we don't know what to do, but we kept on going. We had the friends around us, we had support around us and uh, we carried on going to church, we carried on tithing because we were not gonna let the devil win. We were not gonna let him take anything more from us. We were gonna stand our ground and say no. Even although all of this has happened, we're not letting you take anything else from us. So didn't isolate, didn't stop tithing, didn't stop going to church, prayed through it and, and carried on. So then 2021 came and we know it was COVID and all that horrible stuff. So by the way, by the way, is that better? Sorry. Um, that last hospital experience was during COVID. So Henry couldn't come and see me. I was going through that pretty much alone. And he was going through it pretty much alone at home as well. So he's got his own testimony that he needs to share as well. So after that loss, we, a couple of things started to happen in our lives. And this was God intervening. One of the first things that happened is we moved to a new church. Not that there was anything wrong with the other church. But God needed us in a church where there would be support. And so we moved to this church. And it was incredible. It was night and day. This church, if you need support, this is where you should come. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so we came here and there was a marriage camp which we went to and I think most of you understand that if you've gone through this, your marriage takes a knock. It's hard. And during this marriage camp, we were healed. Our marriage was restored. And two of the gorgeous people who prayed for us are sitting here as well. Thank you very much. Um, so our marriage was restored. And time went on. And um, I joined, uh, I'm part of a women's ministry with Vanessa. And one of the women's ministry sessions that we were at, there was a woman there giving word. And she looked at me and she said, you know what? I was jogging yesterday and the Lord spoke to me and he said, if you see a woman, there will be a woman there with black hair. When you see her, tell her that when she turns 40, she's going to have a baby. I was the only woman with black hair. She told me, she told me that. And then even better than that, while we were there, her daughter sitting in Stellenbosch phones her and says, mommy, is there a lady with black hair there? If she's there, tell her she's going to have a baby when she turns 40. That's God. That, that is confirmation and confirmation that it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. So we were, we were very blessed. And we carried on with that. So I came home and told Henry. And then a couple of other things happened as well. While we were worshipping in this church, that was in October, I saw a picture of myself and a baby, and we were covered in white. And I just believed that was God's protection over myself and the baby, and this baby. And, um, and he was going to carry us through. And I said to God, I accept this baby, and I accept this, and we are going to be fine. And that was September, and in October, we found out we were pregnant. So that, I believe that acceptance was part of the journey as well. He also showed me that Henry and I are like the Arc de Triomphe in um, France. We are like that. We are like a gate to the new generation. So she is part of the new generation. And he said to me, the buck stops here. None of that nonsense from generations, the, what the devil did to your parents and their grandparents. They pulled us through. They did the best they can to make it better for us. And now we are the, the line has been drawn. This generation is the new generation, and she's going to be mighty. So I just declare that over her, and thank you, God, that you protect her as well. And, um, yeah, so then um, we carried on. We went to the doctor. I had a procedure done, and we carried on going. And then 24, the 24th week came, and this is usually where nonsense starts. And I said to Henry, everything after this is a miracle. And we went 24, 25, 26 weeks, 27 weeks. We carried on. And then I did something I've never done or had the guts to do ever. I threw a baby shower. <laughs> yeah, and we, um, it was male and female. There wasn't this funny stuff that they do with baby showers. <laughs> um, and the people were amazing. I mean, the gifts that we got, it, I've got a picture, it's like, it's a heap. I, I haven't even gone through all of it yet. She's got so much clothing, she, we're not going to have to buy anything until she's two or three years old. But people were, they were amazing. And that was when I was 35 weeks pregnant. And then 38 weeks, went into hospital and had our baby. And here she is. Yeah, so that's my testimony, and I just want to say to anybody who's going through this, 
that scripture, Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He won't leave you. He didn't leave us and he's taken us through. And he put us together in 2014 and he's put us together for a reason. So that's our testimony and yeah, thank you very, very much. I actually said I won't um, say anything, but um, yeah, God blessed me with an incredible, incredible life partner, and with her, yeah, I wouldn't have made it through, and not to take away from your testimony and stuff, I'll rather give mine on another day, but if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't be standing here, and this little miracle is a testimony of what God can do in our lives. Amen. Well done. You've done well. Give them a hand again. Give God a hand. Praise God. I'm talking a bit louder than her, so we can just drop it a little bit. No, it's fine. Amen. Isn't that encouraging? Hey, that's God. Amen. That's God. But there's hardships to go through sometimes as well. And sometimes that's also God that allows us to go through these things. You know, we're so quickly to blame the devil for everything. And he's a killer and a destroyer. I agree with that. But sometimes God takes us through a process. And sometimes God takes you through a process, not for your sake, but for other people to hear testimonies and to be encouraged and to know that if God can do it for somebody else, he can do it for me. Amen? Because sometimes you say, why, Lord? Because as you said, we kept on praying, we kept on going to church, we kept on tithing, we kept on doing everything right. And I want to encourage you, don't get tired of doing good. Whatever circumstance you're in, trust God. Amen? I want to just touch, we're not going to be long, and then we're going to pray. Because I know there's a lot of people that trust God. There's a lot of you that trust God for families. There's a lot of you that trust God for other breakthroughs. And if we can make that analogy that, that God wants to impregnate you and you need to carry something, you need to give birth to something, and the enemy wants to come and destroy every time that which you need to give birth to. And God wants to give birth to healthy babies. Amen? So it's been a couple of weeks that the Lord has been dropping this in my spirit, Jubilee. Jubilee, a year of Jubilee. So I don't know if you're familiar with that, but, but there's a, the year of Jubilee. And I think where we were students, it was about the Jewish calendar. I think in, in Bible school that there was a year of Jubilee where it's every 50 years, there's a Jubilee where people are set free when slaves are allowed to be to set free and slaves can go home and they, 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 their inheritance and everything that they've got is restored back to them. And, you know, the debt that people owe is canceled and all these things. And, and when, I, when I prayed and I heard the Lord saying that Jubilee, I said, okay, Lord, what is it? And, and I hear the Lord says that he wants to announce a year of Jubilee. Not according to a Jewish calendar, but, but that was in the spirit. And I hear the Lord says he wants to announce. Now, Jubilee, it's, it's the meaning. So I, I went a bit deeper and just had a look. So we're just going to have an overview that you can understand what the Lord wants to do. Amen? 
So Jubilee, it's a God-ordained vision for a reset, a release, and a restoration of the whole of creation. There's a reset, and there's a release, and a restoring of creation. And we've been on a new wineskin for a couple of weeks now. And I believe uh, a Jubilee is part of this new wineskin. The wineskin that, that God wants to give is what? Family. We've said it. And the church is family. The church is the community through which it marks the, the kingdom of God and the way it should enter and the way it should be released. It's through us. As the body and, and, and as a voice and as the church, we need to release or bring that reset, release and restoration to people. God calls us. Amen. When Jesus comes, he announces the arrival of kingdom and he says, hey, the kingdom has come. I, an I announce something. I preach the kingdom. Now, you know the familiar scripture in the book of Romans 8 where it says, uh, verse, verse uh, 19, creation waits e with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that all creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And while we were praying on this week, that suddenly dropped on my spirit that God says, I'm raising up midwives. I'm raising up the midwives, those who are called to intercede and help in the process of birthing. One of the jobs of a midwife was to make sure that it's the health of the baby and the health of the woman. And I, and I hear that the Lord says that he's calling midwives. And I want to stir you this morning that I say, rise. If you're called to be a midwife in the spirit that God says, come and rise up. Take up something. You need to assist that what God wants to give birth to in the season. You need to pray. You need to come and take your position. Amen. So if there's any one of you, I want to stir you to say, come on and rise up. Rise up and take your position. The nature of God is glory. And it says that creation is waiting for the revelation of the glory and the sons of God. And, and we've, we've dealt with that before. The glory was of, of God was put in Adam. Adam was made in his image and his nature. God's nature, he wants that in us. And, and the glory has been smothered by the rebellion of man because of sin. We don't see the, the glory of God that's being revealed because glory means that, that something needs to come to fullness. The exposure or the revelation, the revealing of the fullness of his nature. If we take again, if I draw the picture of a flower, when it's still a bud, all right, that little green heart ball, that's a flower, but, but that's not the glory, all right, that's a flower, but it's still closed. So if that flower, if that bud blossoms, if it opens up and the flower is there, that flower is the glory. That flower is the, the full exposure, the full revelation of something, that's the glory. We agree? Okay, and, and so, so what God says is that creation is waiting for us, that, that fullness, that exposure, that, that flourishing to show again that, that the fullness, the weight, the full expression of a thing, the full weight, kabod, of something. And God says he wants to fill the earth with the full expression of him. That's the glory. It needs to be revealed. So Leviticus 25, we find this. That that's the first reference 
to the year of Jubilee. It's written into the law. It's part of the law that God gives them. And, and, and this is the heart and the nature that we need to understand. The heart and the nature of God writing it into the, into the law that it's, it's, a, it's a year of jubilee means this, that it was God's intent and heart that we should remain, the Israelites, that they should remain free from slavery for all time. Because they come out of Egypt, they were 400 years, they were slaves. God calls them, he makes them a people, he says, I call you, I will be your God. I call you to be my own, you are my prized possession. He cuts covenant with them. Mount, um, on, 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 on Mount Moriah, he comes with his glory and all these things. Pouring out, and he gives them the law. And one of the laws he says is that, I never ever intended for you to be a slave. I want you to be free. And that's why he instituted the Sabbath year, every seven years. Because he says, year by year, the jubilee occurs that he says, you count and you calculate seven years. Every seventh year is a Sabbath year. And seven times the 749, then the 50th year is a jubilee year. It's a Sabbath year where the ground will rest, you will rest. In other words, there's a great reset of everything. The custom was written in the law every seven years. If you were a slave, if you were bound by something, if you had debt, you had to be set free. Because God's nature was the intent that you never become a slave, that you never lose your inheritance. God wants to give you your inheritance. And he says that every year he made sure in the Lord's written in that you are restored back to your rightful possession. That you're restored back to your inheritance. That you are restored back to what God gives you. Not a slave, but you are free in him. Amen? Amen. So it was, it was every 50 years, it was an economical, cultural, ev- environmental, communal reset. And listen to this, if God comes and he announces a year of jubilee, if, it is a, if it's a cultural and a communal and an economic reset, what does God announce for us? God as a family comes and he announces a year of jubilee. In other words, God announces over us as a congregation, as a family, that there's, there's social relationships, there's economic security, there's stability, well-being of his people that he wants to release. Come on. Are you with me? Okay. This is not a Okay. You're a clever crowd. In other words, if it's this major reset, what it's about is God says that we need to ensure to seek Him as His people that we live and reflect the good relationship with God, with one another, and with creation, the environment and the place that we live in. We have to reflect that. Come on. It means that God, if he's concerned with social responsibility or social uh, relationship, that means if God announces a jubilee, he's, he's concerned with our social relationships, your economic security. God's, God's concerned about it, your stability, your well-being, the well-being of us as a community, as a family, as the body of Christ, as a church. God is concerned with that. And God declares, so you need to understand the spirit behind us this morning, that God is announcing a liberation. God is announcing a reset in your life. God is announcing a a new thing, a new way. Amen? Listen, Leviticus 25 verse 8 says, that's where he wrote the, the law. He says, you shall count seven weeks of years, seven times seven years. 
so that the time of the seven weeks and years shall give you 49 years. Then you shall sound the loud trumpet on the 10th day of the seventh month, listen, the day of atonement. You shall sound the trumpet throughout your land and you shall consecrate the 50th year. Proclaim liberty throughout the land and to its inhabitants and it shall be a jubilee for you when each shall return to his property and each of you shall return to his clan. You can go and read the finer detail on how it was a mathematical thing of how to settle debts and how to become free. All those things are in there. But there's two major things that I want to come and it says that you will sound a trumpet. In other words, there, there had to be a noise. There had to release a sound. You have to announce it. A year of Jubilee doesn't just come. You have to announce that something starts. Come on. All right. We said a while back, you have to release your sound. Your voice carries a sound and your sound cannot be determined or connected to your sight. That's what we see. And, and liberating, setting free, because if you in an economic Suppression or suppression or, or if you're in a, in a place of bondage and slavery, you cannot just release a sound if you connect it to your sight. You're going to release the wrong sound. Come on. So you have to release. You have to announce it. He says, blow a loud trumpet. It's when God uh, appeared to them on Mount Moriah. It says, and it became louder and louder and louder. He announces something. And he says, and then they will rest. They will come and they will be set free. They will worship him. There's a big reset. You need to know God wants to do a reset this morning and he announces it. Who of you can do with a big reset? Come on. All of us. Okay. We can do with a reset in our lives. The aim was that those who are in debt, that they're not permanently, permanently kept from their inheritance. God has got an inheritance for you. It's not that you are a slave. Part of the, the law was that the slaves had to be set free because something happens, economic, bad things. You sell yourself, your family, you become slaves and servants. And he says, I had to ensure that you cannot sell yourself into slavery because it's contradictory to God's character. It's contradictory to his nature and who he is because he sets free. He liberates and he says, even in the law, I will write it in that you cannot become a slave. After seven years, you have to be set free because there's an inheritance. You share a son's share in the inheritance. So it was, it was a restoration. It was a reset. It was a reformation of communities to go back to your clan, go back to your tribe, go back to your home, go back to your community. In other words, Jubilee was a recovery of identity, who they were, the very nature of it, image and likeness, glory carriers. It's not just correcting economic problems. It was what they were. It was an identity that God restores. It was about who they are, part of their history. But God had to write it in. Why? Because they were tight-fisted and hard-hardened. There was hard hearts. So God has to write in the law because Jubilee, it's a problem of the heart, not economics. It's something that's in here. And God wants to come and deal with your heart. Because as a man thinks, so he is. So you can live as a slave because you think wrongly. There's a condition of the heart that God wants to deal with you. So that you understand he has liberated you, has set you free. 
you're not bound. The law was given so that the people could understand the nature of God and the heart of God, the intention of what God is, what he wants to do. And throughout the heart of, 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 of uh, the heart of the Old Testament, God's grace was being revealed. God's grace is shown and he comes and he says that restoration needs to continue the whole time. Despite the Israelites following their own ways, not following the laws, doing their own thing. God's heart was a continuous in liberating them, setting them free, restoring them. And God comes even through prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah. He keeps on telling them what's going to be the consequences of following your own ways. What's going to be the consequences of forgetting the law. Remember a couple of weeks back, don't forget to remember. All right, go to that sermon again. It's on, on, on uh, what's it, YouTube or Spotify or, or podcasts. Don't forget to remember. That's what God says through his prophets. Don't forget to remember Ebenezer. Remember where you've come from thus far I have brought you. And I will. And even though they're forgetting and they're living as slaves, God continually brings them back and says, I am a liberator. I'm the one that sets free. I want to restore everything until it's renewed. And Jesus comes. Remember the announcing? And Jesus comes in Luke 14 and he announces. And he says, I am the one. I am the fulfillment of Jubilee. For the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. For he has anointed. He says, I am. Let's read it. He says this. Luke 4. He came to Nazareth where, Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And it was as his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up and read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him and he unrolled the scroll, found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's Jubilee. To declare and proclaim, to announce the year of the Lord's favor. And he says, and he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, sat down, and all eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus comes and he announces something. Your jubilee has to come with a, it needs to proceed with an announcing. You have to announce it. I as a father can announce it over you, but you have to raise your voice. In the spirit, you have to stand over your household, over your families. In your, in your journey, you have to announce it and receive and says, we sound the trumpet. We announce now the year of jubilee. Come on. You have to announce it. You're very quiet. When Jesus says, hey, today the scripture, he didn't mean that Jubilee has now been completed. What Jesus says that every day, every moment, I, when, 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 when I am the Messiah, when you connect to me, every moment, whatever circumstance, whatever situation, Jubilee is fulfilled. You see, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus was actually Jubilee's objective to release us from sin. To restore us back to God. Come on. To reset all of creation that the manifestation of the sons and the glory of God can be revealed. 
That was Jubilee's purpose. When God announced it in the law, it's to say again, I'm going to send someone to fulfill that so that you can take your place. And he announces and he says, I am he. That scripture is being fulfilled. The very thing today has been fulfilled. So what does Jesus do? I'm ending off, so I want to make it quick. What Jesus actually does is that, that by coming and announcing, giving birth to the church, giving us the authority, he says that now actually the church becomes the foretaste, the prototype of what God wants to do with the whole of creation. That we come in covenant and God comes and he blesses us. We live in this time between the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the full revelation of the kingdom of God. We in this time, between God's outpouring of his spirit, we receive that and the fullness of the kingdom that's now, that needs to come and manifest until Jesus comes as the king now. We in this time, and he says that as church, as the body, we need to announce it. The church is called, we are called to be the community, to be the family, to be that new wineskin that, that makes or marks the kingdom of God breaking into the world. There's two things that we do as, as a church, as a body, to announce Jubilee. It's one, we need to proclaim and enact the hope of salvation. That's what it says that Jubilee, you are set free. So we need to proclaim and announce that. Come on. Amen. Give me one amen. There we go. And the second part that, that we as the church need to do is that we need to show the promised restoration what it looks like in our time, present reality. We need to manifest. Come on. No, amen there. Amen. amen. Do you hear what I'm saying? That we need to announce and enact the liberation, but we also need to be the example of that freedom. In other words, being debt free, being free from slavery and bondage. We need to be that demonstration to the world what it looks like. So that they can see the church. We are called to announce Jubilee and show them, model them what it's supposed to look like. That they can understand what God is doing. Amen. So I want to announce the year of the Lord's favor over you. Prophets are called to do this. Sometimes they come and they bump us out of our mindset, out of the sense of this is just it. This is normal. This is just natural. This is the only way. This all there is. Isn't it? The whole journey that we've been on actually is a shift in mindset, a shift in understanding. The, the prophetic wants to bump you out this morning to say this is not normal. There's more. There's something that you can pull down from heaven. There's something that you can act upon. There's something that you can announce. There's something that you can live and demonstrate and model. The Lord is concerned about your economic and your social connections and, and all this wealth and welfare and well-being and all these things. That's why it comes to do that. It was a great reset, a restoring. But you have to believe. You have to come and act upon this. You have to be a prophetic voice. You see, the essence of Jubilee was this. God's inspired vision is to interrupt the status quo. Come on, we've been, we've been going on a status, the status quo of change. Jesus came to interrupt that, to say, hey, I'm bringing a different standard. I'm announcing a different system. I'm restoring kingdom. 
We need to understand this. With all our lives, this reality of life and, and broken relationships that the world have, Jubilee was an expression of, of God's desire for creation to flourish. All creation is waiting and in birth pains for the manifestation. Jubilee is the announcing that creation should flourish, that it's here. It's a model for community to live well according to God's will. That's what it is. Personally, to thrive as an individual and to thrive as a community. That's what God announces. Come on, can you hear this this morning? God announces a great reset over you. You can lift the music a little bit more. Let's stand together. We're done. And I want to pray for people afterwards. But I want to announce Isaiah 61 over you. So just as you stand, just close your eyes. Because God is announcing a year of Jubilee. And you're going to hear now what God comes and He declares and what He restores. But you need to just, if you can, just pray in tongues for a minute. Just come and fit, put your focus and your spirit and your mind in the heart of God. That's what God wants to come and do through you. If you cannot pray in spirit and tongues, it's fine. Pray. Pray. The Bible says either pray with my mind or I pray with my spirit. But pray now. Because God wants to do something in you. And God wants to release something through you and for you. God is hitting a big reset in this season. We're going to come afterwards and we're going to pray for people. You're going to come for ministry as well. So I'm just going to do a general prayer and then after this, we're going we're gonna to lay hands. But hear what God wants to say because God says there's a great reset. I announce over you a restoration of economic status. I announce over you a restoration of family, of relationships, of well-being, a resetting, a release, a restoration. Father, not what the religious system tries to do, what injustice tries to do, but Father, that what you want to do, don't forget to remember. God says, I am a liberating. I am one that sets free. Here it comes. Hear what the Lord says. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now you need to see yourself because Jesus, you are in Him. Christ in me. Amen. And He says, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Just keep on praying. Just keep on praying. Just keep on pushing and receive as I speak now. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has set me to send me to bind up brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. You shall build up the ancient ruins and you shall raise up the former devastations and they shall repair the ruined cities and the de devastations of many generations. Come on, hear this. Strangers shall stand and tend your flocks. Foreigners shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be called priests to the Lord. 
They shall speak to you as ministers of our God. You shall eat the wealth of nations and the glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, there shall be a double portion. I declare it over you. Instead of dishonor, you shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in the land they shall possess a double portion and it shall give and you shall have everlasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice and I hate robbery and wrong and I will faithfully give to their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their offspring shall be known among the nations. Come on. Your offspring shall be known among the nations. Their descendants in the midst of the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them that they are an offspring of the Lord that He has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. For He hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He's covered me with robes of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress. As the bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its sprouts. As a garden causes what's sown in to sprout up. So the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all nations. Father, this morning we come and we announce a year of Jubilee. I announce a double portion. Father, I announce a blessing and not the curse that in their going in and in their going out they shall be, be blessed. In their walking and their sitting in their laying down they shall be blessed. That Father, whatever we do we receive. You need to go and even if you go home as a family but I want you to go you need to announce Jubilee comes with an announcing. And we're going to just do one thing by faith and just make a great shout for the Lord. To announce something in the Spirit. That God says, I hit a big reset and I announce a year of Jubilee over you. A reset for finances. A reset for economic structure. A reset for family. A reset for calling. A reset for that what you belong to. That Father, we not just believe it, but as the Word calls us, that we will walk as a demonstration to the world what we are. That we will demonstrate, Lord, that what you call us to be. Thank you, Father, for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you do. And I'm going to just say one, two, three. Let's just lift a sound to the Lord and let's just praise. Let's just shout Jesus, the one who comes and announces that Jubilee has come. Let's just shout Jesus. One, two, three. Jesus! Come on, give Him praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you. If anyone needs ministry, something touched your heart. Yeah. Nicola and Henry, if I can ask you guys that you will be here in front as well. The anointing breaks the yoke. They've walked the road. They've gone through things. They've got, as we say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. They've been through a process and we're going to ask them, we're going to assist them to come and anoint and lay hands. If you specifically trust God to become pregnant, you as a family, as a household, maybe you have children and you cannot have more and you want, come. If there's something that God wants to do, if you trust God, come and let us pray and lay hands on you. Amen. For God wants to do abundantly above what you can think. Job 37. God's voice thunders wondrously and it does things even beyond what you can comprehend. Don't, I think if I can sum up this year, is don't limit God.
there needs to be an expansion in our hearts and in our minds of what God is able to do. Amen. So don't limit God. So we're going to pray for that. If there's any other need, come the ministry team. We will pray with you. We love you. We bless you. Remember the growth track this afternoon, five o'clock for those who are part. One more important announcement. All right. We cannot, as we say in Afrikaans, spani parafurikar. We cannot do that. There's one more technical thing, an important thing that we need to do. So Thursday, 17 August, the big reveal that we will have, we have to do a big reset and change it to 31 August. All right, so just we're just moving it two weeks forward. Um, there's one thing we need to deal with and sort out, um, and then hopefully we sort it with everything. So please just remind yourself and remind your friend. All right. 31st of August. We'll post it on the church group. We'll post it on, on, the, on the Facebook and all these things that you just have the platforms. But um, it's not Thursday. It's in two weeks time then. 31st of August, 7 o'clock. The big reveal. Amen. May you be blessed and you receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the fellowship that as you go, know that God loves you, that we love you, and that God is for you. Nothing can be against you. He's the one that goes before you. Amen. Be blessed. Let's just give God glory one more time. Amen. We love you. Go and fellowship. Go and drink coffee and just spend time together. Remember, make a noise. We measure family by the noise afterwards. So come and just be in God's Thank presence and be joyful. Be blessed and enjoy this week. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function. So let's build.